Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Family Sanctuary, a show that inspires living the gospel message in word and deed within our families. And now, Family Sanctuary with host Peggy Hartshorn. Welcome to the Family Sanctuary, focusing on life-giving relationships and the family. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, Chairman of Heartbeat International that advances life-affirming pregnancy help around the world. And today we have a, a program on family prayer, and we've been doing several programs on family prayer on the Family Sanctuary. You can search for other programs as well as this one, and it, it is so central to to our faith to our relationship with our spouse, to our relationship with our children, of course. And uh, it gives us, well, our guest today uses the term, it helps us fight against spiritual starvation. <laughs> what, could be more, what could be more vital than fighting against spiritual starvation? That's, that's for sure. So I thank you, Greg Schutte, who's our guest today, for uh, putting it in those terms. It, it makes it so important in our thinking, of course, that uh, family prayer, couple prayer is is absolutely vital. So our, our guest today, and I'll introduce him a little more uh, completely here, Greg Schutte. There are other programs by Greg in our archives that I'm sure you would also find very, very valuable. Uh, Greg is a licensed independent social worker and a marriage counselor. And uh, he is now the director of Marriage Works Ohio, has been since 2008. That's a program that actually started within one of Heartbeat International's affiliates in Dayton, Ohio, Elizabeth's New Life Center. And that's how I know about uh, Marriage Works and about Greg. So uh, it's been a blessing to know you for quite a while, Greg, and, and, and you. your work. Greg is the author of a beautiful program called Discovering Our Deepest Desire, which is a Catholic curriculum for marriage enrichment. Uh, it's available in the Diocese of Cincinnati and also in the Diocese of Columbus. And Greg not only works very hard in, in Dayton, Ohio, promoting marriage in, in the secular community, but as well in the Catholic community. And he travels all over the United States, does teaching and training for couples who are getting involved in, in marriage programs in their parishes, uh, also training people in discovering our deepest desire. So, Greg, we're happy that you could travel to Columbus today to be our guest on EW, uh, on uh, Catholic Radio here, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. So tell us, Greg, this term that you've used, fighting against spiritual starvation, uh, obviously the urgency of, of prayer, the urgency of prayer in our couple relationship, in our families, um, Maybe it's obvious, but but why why do we need family prayer? Well, I use that that term starvation because it made me think of uh, things just recently with my own kids, you know, or myself when I'm not eating and I'm so busy doing a lot of different things. All of a sudden, you start feeling like something's not right. I'm yeah. not feeling real good. Oh, I haven't eaten, <laughs> and you eat and you feel better. Um, same thing with drinking. A lot of times, my kids will not drink. And they end up dehydrating mm-hmm. and they feel bad. So it's the same thing with prayer. We we sometimes don't think about how important it is to have that connection with God. You know, life is so hard. And this whole marriage thing, we can't 
we can't do alone. I mean, we can try, but not successfully. Um, and so prayer is this battle against this presumption of I can do it all myself, this self-sufficiency. And so we, we really want to encourage couples to do it together because there's many um, reasons why that prayer is not just um, for them individually, but for them as a couple and really uh, feeding their marriage. And um, Absolutely. What... I know that you 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 think through these issues so completely, so fully. I love talking to you and and having you. you on the program because you've really you've really thought through and of course experience experience with the couples that you counsel, experience in your own married life. I think I forgot to say that you have been married to your wife Stephanie for twenty five years, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, and you have seven children from ages eight to twenty three. So you've obviously experienced a, a lot of. Uh, challenges uh, in in your married life. All couples have who have been married for uh, probably no matter how how long they've been married, but a long marriage, uh, beautiful seven beautiful children, um, working in in the world with trying to encourage healthy marriage in a secular community as well as in the church. Um, you really have faced these things personally and in your professional life as well. Yeah. So. So what what are the things, even though I, I bet many people listening today would say, oh, I, I know prayer is important. I know I know we should be praying more. Uh, I, I, I believe that. See, and that's What's the problem. What's keeping it's, us from it? Yeah, it's just a lot of this should. We should. Um, and I experienced that in my own life where with my, my wife, it was her encouragement to really do more prayer and do more prayer together. And hmm. I think that that's a... The beauty of marriage is really challenging, challenging each other, each other. To yeah, grow in that. But, yeah. Uh, but but I suppose there are all kinds of excuses we use. Uh, oh, I'm too busy. Um, we'll, we'll start tomorrow. Uh, people are probably a little bit um, intimidated by it. Praying together as a couple, it, it right. maybe does it seem too personal for a lot of couples to it really can. reveal them themselves that way? Yeah, there's a lot of different things that cause people that that angst and that. And so I first try and encourage people to think about it as communicating with your wife or your husband. If you didn't do it, but every other day or once a week, you know how well would the relationship go? And so a lot of times we treat God that same way, where it's just, I know I should, I know I should. Well, think about that if you did that with your wife. You can't build that relationship without that communication, mm-hmm. and that's what prayer is. It's not one of those you know, extra things. So I've learned, and, and I try and teach couples this too, is that you know prayer does many things for us. One is it helps us kind of prioritize life to realize how God should be at the center, God has to be first. If God's not first, then, you know, things are out of order and we'll start to see the effects of that. It's so easy to forget that, isn't it? Because oh, yeah. we're so busy with our our jobs, our the challenges of just normal life in this day and age. Yeah. And uh, I've I've experienced that personally where God keeps trying to call me back because, you know, a lot of times we can talk about God, but I love uh I think it was Father John Ricardo talked about you know, it's one thing to live a good life. It's another to know God. You know, I think we try so hard to live a good life, but we're not spending time just trying to really understand and have that depth of relationship with God. 
And from that can flow that relationship with our spouse. And as you said, when you first started the program, it's if we if we aren't in touch with God and, and God's grace in our lives and God's presence in our lives, then it's like we're we're trying to function without food or we're trying to function without water. That's right. what really fills us up so that we can give love to those around us. Right. It doesn't come from us. The love does not come from us. It comes from God. If we're not being filled, we can't pour it out. And that, that's why I use that whole starvation thing, because I want mm-hmm, people to really get this mindset, because it's too easy to look at prayers being, you know, I didn't get to reading my book. I didn't get to, well, I'll do it tomorrow, versus understanding, no, this is like food. If you don't do it, you start to feel that hunger, and little by little, it affects different things. So you've seen, obviously, you have you and your wife have tried to prioritize prayer in in your lives. Yeah, you've seen other couples. You you work with couples all the time who are you're challenging to do that, and I'm sure they share with you some of the some of the benefits. So let's talk about. What happens when you do prioritize it? What are some of the positive things that you've noticed in your relationship uh, and in the relationship of other couples? Yeah. Well, you know, it builds more of that unity, especially as a couple and in the family. Uh, One of the things that I've noticed is the more I pray with my wife, there is this unifying uh, where we feel like we're working together towards all those things that are working against us. Mm -hmm. Um, We... uh, there's an intimacy that comes through prayer too, um, instead of just trying to do it on our own. And then there's there's more um, kind of direction to it in a sense, because when you're praying together, there's an accountability that's built into that, which is very beautiful. And and for some people, it can be intimidating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where I really encourage and have to work with couples to get past that. They um, sometimes judge each other or feel inadequate. Uh, but that should draw us to go deeper. And let me give you an example. My wife, uh, for the longest time, was praying from the Magnificat. And my prayers were just more sporadic at night. Uh, and I'd watch her do this. And I would see kind of that, that transformation in her life. And I kept thinking, I got to do that. I got to do that. <laughs> so it went from me starting to pray the Magnificat from the Magnificat to us praying together. And we would do it in the morning and in the evening. And it, again, that unity started to build once I got past my, uh, that's her thing, I'm doing my thing. So That's interesting you mentioned that because in, in the Magnificat, of course, they use part of the liturgy of the hours mm-hmm. uh, in the be- for the morning prayer and the evening prayer. And we ha- also have another program uh, in our archives on using the liturgy of the hours in couple prayer. So um, it's just another example of a type of prayer that couples can do together that just brings some beautiful benefits. And you've given a, a perfect example yeah. of that. And, and the church has so many, it's so rich with different types of prayer. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where some people don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the, the beauty is, is that we have, many different ways of praying. So some people like to pray more free flowing Mm -hmm. and that's great. But if that doesn't work for your marriage, there are, you know, set prayers, there are novenas, there are the the rosary, Mm -hmm. things that you can do as a couple and your intention being for your marriage, your family. Right. And I think sometimes it's, it's more safe, let's say to start with set prayer Mm -hmm. because, um, 
many Catholics are more familiar with that type of prayer. And there's some beautiful, we've talked about apps that are available now, many oh, apps yeah. that have, uh, if you've forgotten those set prayers that you used to know, um, you can find them so easily, many different uh, options for prayer books and apps and um, just starting small. Start start every morning, maybe over a cup of your cup of coffee, or uh, when you go to bed at night with just a brief set prayer, and then, like you said, you you gradually seeing the liturgy of the hours that your wife was doing started started into that mode, and and now you found that you really like that. Yeah. yeah. So the challenge is really helping couples to to see this as a building of a relationship versus a checking of boxes. Right. You know, I, I got to get my prayers in. I got to pray these things. How do I build that relationship? It's the same as building that relationship with your spouse. The other thing that's um, that's such a benefit from prayer is that it's tapping into those graces that God wants to give to us, especially through our marriage. The sacrament of marriage has this this promise of grace that comes with it. And in some of the talks that I've done, I you know I, I refer to this whole um, concept of well, God wants to give us these these graces. He's longing to give us these graces. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just handing them out to us, and we're sitting there going, "Nah, maybe not today." But <laughs> I, I you know I asked them if you're at a grocery store, and they said in aisle ten we're giving away free canned goods for the next three hours, all that you want. You would see this massive rush of people going over with carts and loading it up, and yet God's sitting here saying, got all this free grace. We're like, mm, yeah, no, not right now. I think we need to, you know, it's encouraging couples to see that this is part of the strength that helps our marriage, that gives us that. It doesn't mean that prayer takes away the problems. It just gives us the grace to endure and really walk through the, the things that we have mm-hmm. to deal with in life. And I'll never forget a, a young lady who lost her husband early on, and my wife would um, would commiserate for her, and she finally turned to her and said, "You know, this is my burden to bear. Don't don't you know try and bring this on yourself. When you go through these problems, God gives you the grace to go through these specific sure. things. So, but how do we tap into that grace? Uh, that's and, and yeah through prayer." That's That's a beautiful point, Greg. Well, let me reintroduce you here today. Uh, Our program is on couple prayer, family prayer, and uh, which which Greg says is fighting against spiritual starvation, which is a beautiful way of thinking about it. Without it, we can become spiritually starved. And Greg Schutte is the director. He's a licensed uh, independent social worker and marriage and marriage counselor. He's the director of the Marriage Works Program Ohio since 2008, which is based in Dayton, Ohio. And uh, he is the author of a wonderful Catholic curriculum for marriage enrichment called Discovering Our Deepest Desire, which is available through in the Diocese of Cincinnati, as well as the Diocese of Columbus. And I believe you even said the Kalamazoo Diocese and maybe maybe others now. Yeah, Kalamazoo uh, is really taking off with this. In wonderful. fact, we're looking to get our Spanish version in there, too. Oh, so. wonderful. Well, if, if you want to contact uh, Greg or find out more, uh, he does have a website, ourdeepestdesire.com. And also, you can find more about his program uh, through the Diocese of Columbus Marriage and Family Life Office, which is columbuscatholic.org. And some of our listeners, Greg, may be saying, I, I, wish, I wish our parish had some 
talks about these kinds of things or programs to help us in in couple prayer, marriage enrichment. And that can happen. Oh, yeah, definitely. Obviously. Um, Talk to your priest, talk to your deacon, uh, director of religious education, see what's available. And maybe God's calling you as a couple to try to introduce something more in your parish. Um, What a beautiful challenge. And you would be the richer for it, obviously, as a couple. Um, Well, Greg, we've been talking about um, how, how... Really, prayer is the source of of the graces that mm-hmm. God can provide for us, or does provide for us, uh, through the sacrament of marriage. So we need to take advantage of that. We've been talking about some of the um, some of the why behind a couple prayer and family prayer. It, it helps us prioritize putting God first in our life. It builds unity because. Uh, it really is an intimate thing that that a husband and wife can do together, and it builds that unity that. You mentioned that in sharing our intentions. And builds the unity in the family, too. And I think when we start with our kids young on, it becomes a way of life for them. Yeah. And a lot of times I'll tell, I'll say that to people is that, you know, faith that is a way of life is harder for our kids to discard when they get out into the world (laughs) than something that's just a sideline. Mm -hmm. I see my kids now going off to college and what's important to them is praying and going to adoration and praying the wow, rosary. That's beautiful. And you're sitting back going, wow, it does work. It's, it's really cool. <laughs> and it means something to them. It's not just sure. a habit. Mm-hmm. So. It's a legacy that you've provided for them for the rest of their lives. So um, so what are some of the other things that, that you have noticed about the value of prayer for the couple and for the family? Well, I, I talk about it recentering the soul. Um, it can calm, focus, remind us of our help in God. Um, I just had this last night where I was kind of panicking about quite a few things that are coming up in my days. Um, and my wife just said, um, she said, oh, no, she didn't even say. They were downstairs watching something. I'm sitting up just fretting in the room. And and uh, my daughter comes up and she's like, uh, we're going to pray the rosary. Do you want to pray with us? I'm like, heck yeah, bring everybody up here. Cause I'm, you know, and I found that once we were praying, it didn't take the problems away. It just helped put it in perspective because I calmed down. I started to realize, and then I realized I'm not alone. Right. You know, when we're doing too many, too many people are trying to do life on their own. Mm -hmm. And it's not just doing it outside of, you know, just God. It's trying to do it outside of everybody else. We don't want to burden anybody. Mm -hmm. And yet God gave us the family, gave us, you know, our faith as a, as a family to surround us and lift Mm -hmm. us up and, uh, and my wife was there going, how can I help? How can I help? You Isn't know? that beautiful? So that it builds that unity. It builds that communication. And it builds that. I, I think it really helps us kind of recenter and just kind of calm down mm-hmm. at times. And what you've said, Greg, is so so true, how we try to handle things alone. Um, husbands and wives, independently of each other, independent of the family. We hate to burden other people. We don't. Um, but the stresses today are so, so strong mm-hmm. uh, that we're facing, and particularly challenges with parenting, with all the horrible secular influences around them, with the, the screens um, trying to protect them from all of the challenges to our faith. Well, out let me there. give you a, let me give you a little something here because this is this is where my wife taught me something because you know a lot of times we don't we don't think about the power of prayer. Because sometimes we don't get the answer we want. Hmm. But I think there's got to be those times when we see how it does work. Um, just 
my wife talks about this where one of my kids got into you know something on the internet that they shouldn't have but she had been praying for a long time um for my children to 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 really have you know the the guidance of the holy spirit to know when to intervene and the same day that this this kid got involved in that the holy spirit told my wife go check on them <laughs> and she went in and caught Found it up. early mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, uh, again, it's not, it's not magic, but it was one where God, you know, was leading us answer, to this. God answered her prayer. Yeah. And so I've started to do this. I'm like, okay, this works for her. <laughs> and, I, and I do. I, I ask God, please lead me to helping my kids when they need it with Let me be need. there when yeah. they need it. And yeah. I'm seeing it play out in many ways. That's beautiful. Um, so, Greg, I think you another thing that you've shared that um, that prayer, because we're talking about the darkness of the culture today, mm-hmm. uh, really can shine a light. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it helps us see life in a different aspect, in a different way. And I think sometimes life can get so dark and we feel helpless and hopeless. Um, and that's the beauty of praying together and working together. Um, is that it does, and especially understanding our faith together, mm-hmm. because that has really helped me see uh, things in a different light. I, I see, you know, for many of us in, in the Catholic faith, we see the beauty of suffering. I mean, that's a hard concept to, 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 to throw out there, but what, the deeper we go into our faith, we start to understand it can be a gift that we can use in our prayer as a prayer. Mm-hmm. We often, you know, offer up our sacrifices. Um, one of the prayers me and my wife do for each other is we uh, fast for each other every Wednesday. Hmm. And that's a prayer for each other. It's a gift. But there's a sacrifice of suffering that comes mm-hmm. along with that. That's beautiful. Now, something I want to add in here is kind of a disclaimer, because um, I'm sure that some people who are listening to this may say, you know, uh, they, their uh, spouse may not be into prayer. or They just fight against it or they want nothing to do with it. Um, this doesn't mean that you shouldn't still pray. You know, I encourage those those individuals, the mother or the father that, you know, may not be getting that support to continue that prayer, to continue to pray for their marriage and their their spouse. Um, I love, again, in the Catholic faith, we have those saints who show that power like St. Uh, Nona and St. Monica and St. Rita, uh, that there was this conversion in their spouse because of their faithful prayer and their example. They didn't give up. They no. just kept praying. Right. And that prayer also changed them to be more gentle with their spouse, mm-hmm. which in turn created that, that opportunity yeah. for conversion. So. Sure. Um, well, let's be, let, let's, we have a few more minutes, Greg, just a few more minutes. How about some practicalities? <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, don't, don't beat yourself up. You know, all the time we'll, we'll set a goal for ourselves and we don't fulfill it or we don't follow up and we beat ourselves up. Don't do that. Just keep trying. Keep working at it. Make time for prayer because if you don't make time, you just wait for time to happen, it's not going to happen. You have to make time, you know, and there's so many opportunities throughout the day to do that. I also talk about utilize all possibilities like, you know, when you're driving, instead of cranking up the radio, listening to talk radio, turn it off for a while and use that time to pray and center on God or the quiet time in the morning, praying before meals, after meals. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, get dis- don't get frustrated with distractions. 
you know, sometimes we're praying as, as a couple and all these thoughts just that we're struggling, like last night with me, <laughs> my head just, it still had it going through as we're praying the rosary, but I tried to rework that into praying for those areas of my life. And it, it changed them from being distractions to being a focus of, you know, positive prayer. Um, like I said, utilize the standard prayers if you don't like the free-flowing prayers, but whatever works for you. Um, and then utilize uh, things like the rosary. We've been given some really neat uh, gifts. Me and my wife pray the rosary every morning. Uh, novenas, there's prayer books like the Magnificat, which is a beautiful guide mm-hmm. in that. So um, make that time. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged by distractions and really utilize the gifts that the church gives us that guides us in prayer. Yeah. Um, and and we, I think we've been talking, too, on some of our other programs, uh, and you mentioned, too, um, what we do is such a model for our children. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about our family prayer when I was growing up. Every time we took a trip, and we traveled a lot, we, we were camping, we did that on weekends and so forth, um, we always started every every trip with a rosary. We set it in the car. And that was so ingrained in me that now my husband and, and I, every time we head out, uh, usually we're heading out to the to the airport now, not on a camping trip, but <laughs> there's enough time actually between our house and, and the airport to say a rosary. That's right. <laughs> and we do that. Yeah. And so the habits that, that we develop in our children, you know, do definitely um, stick yeah. in many cases. It's so important to do that together. And, and one last one yeah. is adoration. Mm. Go to adoration with your kids. Mm-hmm. It you won't you'll never wow. regret it. So and of course uh, we haven't said of course mass mass well, obviously yeah. Yeah, adli- obviously and and Definitely. and the sacrament of of reconciliation doing things together as a couple or as a family again is going to build that build that unity and and create that legacy for our family. So, well, our guest today has been Greg Schutte, and uh, he is the director of Marriage Works Ohio and the author of Discovering Our Deepest Desire. has a website, ourdeepestdesire.com, where you can find out more about his work, and he is available, his program is available through the Marriage and Family Life Office here in the Diocese of Columbus. So, Greg, thank you so much for thank being you. with us today. You are all listening to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio with archives on stgabrielradio.com under the Family Sanctuary. And we have many programs on couple relationship and several now on family prayer as well. We're streaming live on stgabrielradio.com and our program is broadcast at four o'clock every Saturday and two o'clock on Sundays. So please join us again to strengthen our families and make them sanctuaries of life as God intends. Family Sanctuary is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820. Archives of Family Sanctuary with Peggy Hartshorn are available at stgabrielradio.com.